great to get a win last week. Uh, I thought we played well on the road. I thought our team competed hard. Uh, we've got a great challenge this week with Iowa, number five team in the country. Uh, tremendous football program, tremendous football team. Once again, we're on the road. Defense, you know, Phil Parker's been here a long time. We've played against this team before. Really super sound defense. They really uh, are really strong up front in the offensive line. They traditionally have been at tight end and O-line, and they are again. Running back is uh, has got really good speed. Just a really strong offense. You know, uh, Coach Ferentz has been around a long time. I have a tremendous amount of respect for him. Has a great program and continually does that. And you can see it. They have great continuity within their program. So really tremendous challenge for us to go on the road and, and obviously a great opportunity. You get a chance to go play the number five team at their place. And uh, we've got to have a great week and get better each day like we said for the last couple weeks. We've been able to do that. We've grown. We've gotten better. And uh, once again, we're playing another really good football team. And uh, that's been a pretty familiar theme. That's a great intro. I don't know how much I can agree with um, Coach Adazio saying uh, it's a real familiar theme with playing a great football team. They've played Toledo, they've played State, they have played Vanderbilt. Uh, they go on the road to face Iowa, the number five team in the country. They being your CSU football Rams. Um, we are looking forward to, and I think we're, we're getting ready to talk to Kevin Lytle from the Colorado. Uh, gonna talk a little bit more about what's going on with CSU. A lot of noise going out there, uh, Ryan Roman with uh, with the Rams and and potential all all the all the 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 noise and and uh, rumors about uh, conference expansion with the American losing three of their really their top three faces of the conference. What does that mean for them, and what does it mean for the Mountain West? Uh, we'll bring in Kevin Lytle. Kevin from the Colorado covers all things CSU football, basketball, whatever you want to know about him. Kevin, thanks for coming on the program, man. We appreciate you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. Kevin, the CSU Rams, they, they're coming off a win, which is nice. One and two on the season, uh, a, a win at home against uh, uh, Toledo. And... Um, uh, you know, I guess I can kind of talk to you about uh, or ask you the question, what's the feel in Fort Collins around this Colorado State football team? Because it feels like you're on the roller coaster in liches right now. Yeah, I think roller coaster is probably a pretty good description for it. Um, a, you, a word I used earlier this week when someone was asking me is uh, skeptical, I think is a good word for the fan base right now. Uh, the Steve Adazio hire, you know, very frankly, was not very popular in Fort Collins. And, it, you know, nationally it was, you know, again, pretty skeptical. And the results early have not been good. You know, the very abbreviated season last year, you know, obviously there's a little bit of an asterisk there. But it wasn't great. And then really bad start with the South Dakota State and, and uh, Vanderbilt losses. Last week was a nice win. Toledo, you know, had almost beat Notre Dame a week before. So that looks like a, a decent win. But I still think there's you know plenty of skepticism from fans about the direction of the program, and as you kind of said in your lead-in, it's a very crucial time with conference realignment happening. You know, uh, obviously a Big 12 already plucked up some teams, and uh, Colorado State was in that mix in 2016, but was basically an afterthought uh, this year for Big 12 talks. So there's a lot of uh, 
frustration, angst, and worry, but uh, you know the the win over Toledo provides a little bit of hope, I think. Kevin Lytle from the Colorado. Kevin, you mentioned there something that, uh, I mean, is the big question, in my opinion. Um, I am admittedly from, I'm from Florida. I'm a University of Central Florida grad. Super excited that uh, they got the invite to the Big 12. What does that do? They're one of three schools, Houston and, and Cincinnati, joining uh, the Big 12 as well. That leaves three openings for the American Conference. Uh, and co- Conference Commissioner Mike Oresco is not shy and hasn't been shy in his aggressiveness, just coming off of a uh, an extension, by the way, as week to uh, try to do what's best. And in his eyes seems to be moving the conference to a truly American conference, and that means reaching further out west. Colorado State is the team that has is on a lot of lips, uh, especially. The lips of Chris Benini from The Athletic, who's uh, mentioned Colorado State as one of the teams that may be uh, considering making that move if they get the invite to the American Conference. Have you heard anything? What, are, what is, from an insider standpoint, what, what have you heard and what does this mean so far for Colorado State right now in the Mountain West? Yeah, it's very interesting. Both Chris Benini of The Athletic and Dennis Dodd um, of uh, CBS Sports have reported that you know Colorado State and Air Force are maybe the two most likely Mountain West teams to jump to the AAC. Now, I have not heard as much of that rumbling up here. Colorado State is definitely in conversations with kind of anyone and everyone, which you basically have to be while realignment is happening. Um, I certainly don't think this is a done deal. I think it's a conversation ongoing, but it's a very tricky situation because as you said, the American, while still a solid conference, it's been greatly weakened, or you know, once those three teams leave, uh, greatly weakened. And then the others still talk that the Big 12 may swoop in for maybe a Memphis, maybe a Boise State. So it's one of those, do you want to stay in the Mountain West as is? Because as is, the Mountain West is probably better than the AAC once those teams depart. Uh, but if Boise and uh, you know San Diego State, for instance, were to find new homes, then all of a sudden the Mountain West isn't looking very good. So... It's a very <laughs> tricky, complicated situation. I think right now fans are not very excited about the you know the idea of if the AAC were to happen for Colorado State. Uh, but again, a lot of it kind of depends on on where other chips fall as well. So it's a very complicated situation. Uh, I don't think anything is set right now. I think it's a lot of conversations and and everyone trying to figure out what's best for themselves right now. I think that you nailed it right there, Kevin, and, and that last statement, which is what's best for me. Uh, and that's what CSU has to look at. And when we're talking about TV deals and money, at the end of the day, that's what it's about. And the American is looking to extend its reach when it comes to a uh, eyeball standpoint, when it comes to TV markets and trying to grab some of that from Colorado. And by bringing Air Force and CSU in, you're essentially grabbing uh, everything except CU, right? Right there in the middle. Uh, and uh, you're getting Northern Colorado, you're getting Southern Colorado. And to be honest with you, and, and I'd, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts, um, Kevin, on Air Force and, and kind of how they have uh, kind of worked their way into this. I, I know you, you cover CSU, but uh, where, where does Air Force kind of fit into this? Yeah, they're uh, always an interesting situation just by being a service academy. Obviously, they operate in, you know, kind of a lot different way than your traditional, you know, Division One programs. 
but it is kind of interesting. You know, their name, you know, in previous years has even popped up with Big 12. Uh, obviously, I don't think that's going to happen. Obviously, it hasn't happened yet. Uh, but they're one of those that, yeah, they're a brand, obviously. Everyone knows <laughs> knows the Air Force. Uh, um, and then, you know, if you can combine them with other service academies, I can see how that's attractive. So they're they're an interesting one because, you know, I'm not sure locally that they have a huge fan base necessarily. But, again, it's a national brand because, obviously, everyone in America knows what the Air Force is. So uh, you can maybe get some eyeballs that way. So they're they're a hard one to... I guess evaluate and judge because it's just so different um, how they operate compared to everyone else. Well, I mean, typically they've they've pretty they've had pretty successful seasons historically. Haven't I mean? I've always known that Air yeah. Force has really yeah, they're, kicked some they're butt throughout the years. They're pretty consistently solid. Yeah, yeah. And you can, I mean, even CSU is starting to get that to that point where, hey, maybe it is time for them to be stepped up to a, a bigger, better conference, you know? I mean, the Mountain West is really not showing them off, you know? I mean, they have beautiful uniforms. That's one thing I know. <laughs> but um, but CU is in the Pac-12, and they're, they're struggling. And it's 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 just it's tough to see. And it, it, we hope that these college teams can really just shine because – we are a great state, and people are starting to move here, so we do need the, the fans and the support for CSU or CU or even Air Force. Yeah, I mean, it's best for everyone when all those teams are good. Uh, obviously, CU and CSU fans love poking fun at each other, but you know, practically, it's the most fun when both are really good, right. especially if they're playing in a year like that. So you want them both to succeed, and Colorado State has put in so much, you know, the stadium, the investment of the stadium and all the facilities. You know, they've kind of done all the off-field stuff to be a, a you know a prominent program. The problem is the on-field product has lagged over the past four seasons. They've uh, kind of been sliding the, the wrong way, and that's really significant. I mean, we saw in the Big 12 talk, the Big 12 did not try and hide it. They said this is basically a football decision. You know, we look at some other factors, but mostly it's football, and that's where Colorado State is lagging right now. It's a bad time to be bad at football, and and that's why at the start of the segment, I, I kind of mentioned the fan angst. Uh, you know, that's a large part of it. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of attrition going on right now with uh, with CSU football. Uh, a good thing to see was they're coming off a win against Toledo. Um, uh, you know, let's put it in perspective. It, it is Toledo, uh, but at the same time, it's a win. Uh, they've got to go on the road now. Kevin and they are uh, it's not going to be an easy task they're going to Iowa um, you know what what does this game you know what what's the expectation from you know sound like Fort Collins and, and, and CSU and the campus up there what's the expectation coming to go over to to, to take on Kirk Ferenz and, and his number five ranked Iowa Hawkeyes Obviously, a win probably is uh, out of the equation, but at the same time, you know, it's a good time to be competitive. Am I am I right? Yeah, I, I think you're pretty accurate there. I mean, a win would be one of, if not the biggest wins in program history, and people are realistic. I don't, I don't know of any fans that are thinking CSU's going into Iowa City and punching them in the mouth and and running away with a win. But yeah, if you can hang in, be competitive for you know certainly a half, that would certainly helped generate some goodwill because really more important you know this game is important in a way you learn a lot from 
you know, going into a tough environment. But really, they need to be ready for conference play and play well there because if, if conference play goes sideways, that's when you'll really get the fan base mad. No one's going to be mad about losing to Iowa. I mean, most teams go to Iowa and lose. So that isn't a shock if that happens. But you want to hang in, be competitive at least for a while, and show some good things. Kevin Lytle, the Colorado. Kevin, we're going to let you go. I've got one more question for you real quick before we, we hit the break. Um, talk to me a little about, you mentioned earlier about the the, the fan attrition, um, which is kind of going on in, in Fort Collins. I mean, you guys have built a uh, on-campus stadium, beautiful stadium. Uh, it, it's fantastic. Reminds me a lot of, uh, of the bounce house in Orlando for, for University of Central Florida. Uh, and in fact, I think they might have uh, used somewhat of the same either architect or the the plans for that. But from a fan standpoint, you guys, from a facility standpoint, there's a lot of positive things going on off the field. Um, you know what what is translating, or how does that translate to a fan standpoint with the results on the field so far in 2021? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right there. A lot of the, the stadium is gorgeous for those that haven't come. It really is a, a great venue. They did a very good job. And then, like you say, some of the other things, jerseys, you know, things like that, that, you know, some people scoff at, but they are important in marketing and all that. So all that. Recruiting, been, absolutely. Yeah, recruiting, absolutely. You know, the fan experience at the games is pretty fun. They do, you know, really cool, you know, light show, but, you know, for intros and all that. They've done all those off-the-field things. The on-field product just hasn't followed. And, you know, Colorado State is not Alabama. You know, fans aren't going to show up just for the sake of showing up. At some point, the product needs to be good. Now, post-COVID, we have seen a big bump, and especially student attendance, because, you know, freshmen and sophomores have never been able to attend the game. So you're seeing a lot of students come out, which is really good. You know, you need you know get them young, so to speak. If they have a great experience early in their college career, they'll keep coming. Uh, so they've done a good job of that. They just need the, the football side of it to follow uh, along and, and, you know, pick up wins and be a fun team to follow. Will Steve Adazio be here next season? And will Joe Parker be the AD? Um, if I had to bet, I would say yes to both. Uh, but there's certainly a lot of pressure under on both of them because of, you know, basically what I just said. You know, you have to win. It's a bottom line business. I love it. Thanks, Ken and Lila. I appreciate the candor. I appreciate the transparency, bringing us some CSU insight. Hey, listen, um, looking forward to having you back on and, and kind of keeping this CSU train going as far as the fan cave and uh, bringing that insight to the fans. Thank you so much, Kevin. Yeah, thanks for having me. Good talking to you guys. Thanks, thanks Kevin. You. Yeah. As well. Fan cave right here. We just talked to Kevin Lytle from the Colorado and talking CSU football interesting because you know will csu even though the troubles that they're having right now can make an upgrade in my opinion from the conference and go from the mountain west over to the american the p6 when we come back we're going to talk more about broncos we've got the rockies trevor story is that finally is that chapter coming to an end i guess is what i'm trying to say trevor story and the rockies roman ryan tony with you right here on the fan cave Danny behind the glass. We'll be right back. It's my high sports. Duck Con.